Good morning, Australia. Good evening, America. You're back listening to Radio Tony, and this is a conversation with Kez. Just a reminder that anything that we speak about on the show is available on RadioTony.com. And if you look under the co-host section, you'll see all the information about the beautiful Kez Wickham St. George. Um, Just a reminder, too, that the replays of these shows are available on Binge TV networks across the USA and on the Tony TV channel app on all Roku, LG and Samsung TVs across the world. And those uh, links are also available on RadioTony.com. So Kez Wickham St. George is an international best-selling author and mentor and book coach. And she's also very creative because she paints as well. And today we thought that we would discuss the writer's journey in general and talk about all the sorts of avenues that open up to you once you decide to write. And we're not just talking about books. Um, Before we started the show, though, uh, Kez and I were talking about the current state of lockdown across Australia. So I think Western Australia has marginally avoided lockdown at the moment. Queensland, where I am on the east coast of Australia, is in lockdown until Sunday. And New South Wales, uh, also on the east coast of Australia, is in lockdown until the end of August. So speaking of lockdowns, it's an opportune time to write and so we're going to encourage your creativity and passion today and talk about the things that you can do and where your writing can take you so Kez once you become a published author what then well, good morning, Tony. Good morning, too. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's all right. We talked before the show and I forget that the audience don't know. <laughs> good morning. That's all right. Welcome That's all back. Right. So um, my author's journey after being published, well, there's so many roads it can take you down. Um, I was at Crom Castle in Ireland uh, as a writer. Now I got invited to go over there as a guest speaker and talk about my writing. And I wasn't the only one. There was about 15 of us, all authors, all well-published authors, new authors, artists. There was a whole bunch of us, um, all mixed, all mixed on genre. And what the retreat did at the Crom Castle was, um, We all had a a chance to talk to uh, an author called Monica McInerney. And Mm. she's a lovely, wonderful Irish name. Yeah, well, she's she's married to an Irish. I think she's she's an Australian, married to an Australian. Oh, okay. An Irishman. But also, I had a chance to have a very long conversation with Jane Talbot, who is also a very, very well-known author. Now, Jane just, just, uh, I just felt like I was her sister. She was so welcoming. So was, um, so was the other authors, but yes. Jane just had a way about her. She's, she's, I, mean, I know she's a counsellor um, and she's, mm-hmm. she's, she does so much for a lot of other authors, but um, they both agreed that yeah. another road, another path for me would be um, 
writing for magazines and I sort of poo-hooed the idea for a while because I'm not a, a journalist but yes. lo and behold I came back and I you know it was in the back of my mind so I toured through Europe before I came home and then I it was yeah. in the back of my mind the whole time and I was collecting stories as I went right through Europe into the older older parts of Spain and and Italy and places yeah. like that really old ruins and I was collecting stories and when I got home I thought I'm going to give it a shot and lo and behold mm -hmm. I now write for three magazines um not regularly uh, they'll they'll pop in and say you know have you got an article for us but recently um got published with the EYS magazine um and I know how exciting is that it was amazing Amazing to be, um, now I cannot say Jasmina's surname without slurring and sounding like I've, I've had a few drinks, but it's Jasmina Sivoski, I think that's the way you say it. Um, a beautiful, okay. beautiful woman who has said to me a couple of times, would you like something in the magazine? Because she knows they do a lot of um, humanitarian work, or do yeah. a lot of um, mentoring and radio work yeah. to encourage people to yes. do art. And right. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, three magazines. And I, ne I never ever saw myself on that road, on that road of mm. writing for a magazine, thinking I'm not a journalist. But they've actually got nothing to do with it. Yeah, they want That's to know. Right. They want to know all about you. So, apart from being a published author, that one connection of being published, I got, I've been invited to many, many retreats now to talk on yes. writing. Um, that one at mm. Crom was a very special one with COVID. We're not going overseas yes. anymore, but I certainly get yeah. invited in WA to talk about writing yes. and art. I'm also an artist. Um, yeah. And the, you know, the, the way I encourage people is give it a go. You won't know until mm. you give it a go. You know, and sometimes like yeah. I've written for a magazine and they've said, we can't use your article this month, but maybe in two months time we'll, we'll pop it in. So there's always yeah. that way. Um, and it's always, um, it's always a volunteer situation. You don't get paid for these things, you know, so, yeah. but your name gets out there as an author, a writer and a, a humanitarian, you know, so mm -hmm. the journey, and then, and then there's, the filmmaking, you know, that was another, and, and you've got yes. to learn to ask the questions. So from yeah. asking a question, I'm now having a, um, a film done of the anthology, uh, sorry, not the anthology, the um, the first chapter of the next book, which is out in November. So there's, yeah. um, there's public speaking, there's writing for magazines, there's writing for newspapers, there's um, visiting, you know, you get asked to visit many, many places and say your piece about writing or art and I just mm. find the world is a very different place it's not what yeah. you thought it was there's a lot of people out there wanting the knowledge while we're on lockdown you know people forget to watch mm. how their kids play they forget to watch how the animals play and it's all a story even animals will yes. tell you the story so yes put, put it on you know write it down log it somewhere so that you don't have to be a published author down my road you can it's a memory for family absolutely because yeah. before I ask you the next question can you tell the audience about the the journey to the movie because that's a really special story as well um because it, 
you the movie actually has come about before you the next book's actually released so so it's in the process and you've written it but it's not launched yet and um the movie sort of happens simultaneously to that process as well didn't it it was a question it was just you know i have the in the beginning of the book uh, the the scene yeah. opens up with one of with one of my books being shown as a movie and and the idea yeah. stuck in my head why can't it be a movie yeah. why can't why can't yeah. it give me a reason mm. and this is what people forget to ask you said no mm. can I have a reason mm. or you've said yes woohoo away we go so they forget to ask yeah. the questions it's so important it's like you and I Tony it's like we ask questions before we, yeah. we work together we ask yeah. our questions so yeah I asked the question of a well-known uh, short, what they call a short movie producer. I invited her around for lunch. Uh, she only lives around the corner from me in, in Rockingham uh, in Perth. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've associated with Sally Newman before. Uh, so we yeah. knew each other. I said, can we catch up for a cup of tea? And we caught up for a cup of tea and then lunch. Um, yeah. And she said to me, she, re- she said, Give me, give me the script. I will have to change yes. a few things, but I will look at it and yeah. I will give you my answer. So she sent yeah. me her answer, and I, I sort of just got on with working. I mean, this is what you, you don't, yes. you don't hang on a sky hook because it's of no use to you. Mm. You know, you mm. just get off work or you get on with your family, and you know, you carry on with your day. So I did. I carried on for a couple yes. of weeks, just doing what I do. Yeah. And then she got yeah. back to me and and saying. Can we have catch up for another cup of tea? Sure. And I, you know, me being, I'm a pessimist by nature. I thought there's yes. a there's a refusal coming here, and I was quite prepared for it. So when she said to me, "I'd love to carry on with you and make this into a movie," I think I sat there for five minutes, not speaking and thinking, "Oh, um, oh, what do we do now?" And she said, "Well, to use your right to use your story." I'm going to have to turn it in mm-hmm. to a script, which means changing some yeah. of the words. And I had to mm-hmm. agree to that. Now, now, as a writer, this, this is your baby. You don't like words yes. change. You know, when you're edit, when you have the book edited, proofread. That's bad should. enough. <laughs> well, they should ask your permission before they change yeah. anything. A lot of people don't. A yeah. lot of um, professionals don't bother. I work with a beautiful oh. um, editor. There they don't. So, and a lot of people don't bother to proofread or edit. They do it themselves and put it out on, on um, yes. and, you know, Amazon, and then you've got a book full of mistakes. So I, yeah, I asked a fabulous editor. Her name's Julia Kalock. What did she mm-hmm. think? She said, "I'll, I'll do mm-hmm. it at this certain amount of fee that they all charge." And um, yeah. He also looked at the script. The script writer looked the the editor looked at the script writing, and she approved it. Yes. And to have two professionals say that's great, and away we went. Your writing is pretty spectacular, though, Kez. So we are, well, you. you know, your writing's up there. <laughs> and you might you not have read- believed. You still have. You might to. not have believed that it would make a script, but you know, for those of us that know you, know how good your writing is, um, and um, but I, I'm just, I'm so delighted 
and delightedly happy for you that this has come about. And and again, just wondering, was it okay for them to change the wording? Did it did it impact it on what you? Yeah. It hurt. Okay. Yeah. It hurts. Yes. When you see when you yeah. see your words changed, not deleted, yeah. but changed, so that the actors can use them ah, on okay. site. So the, the actors are given. They have. I mean, it's it's a very short little. It's a twenty minute movie. So the yeah. actors. It's it's. What wasn't changed that I was really happy about that it was the scenery. Yes. Because I love to oh, write, write glorious sceneries about the you sunsets. Do. Yes. And, and so yes. um sunrise, sunset, bush scenes. And that's the yeah. part of writing I really enjoy is describing that sort of stuff. Yeah. That wasn't changed. So what people don't realize is the the film expert, Sally Newman. She's yeah. had to trudge the benches yeah. waiting for that right moment that I've described because she wouldn't yeah. change the writing. She said, I don't want to change it. So, you know, she sent me photos of herself drenched by the odd wave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the poor woman, she's gone through hell for me. So, you know, she's, she's not, her shoes have been ruined. She's been drenched up to the neck with waves. <laughs> you know, the rogue wave caught her. Um, but that's what they do. But she's, She's searching for the scene that you've described yes, in your yes. writing, though. So she's yes. so that scene that's come from your beautiful imaginative mind, and yep. you've written down on paper. She's trying to recapture that in real life, right. so she can put it yes. into the movie. That's right. And and do you think that she's found it? Do she? Do you? Think I have no idea. Space. Once she signed uh-huh. that contract. You leave it in their hands. You've got to hand it over. Oh, my God. How do you do that? It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I can feel the chin wobbling and the bottom lip sort of giving a bit of a quiver and I thought, oh, this is my baby. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It, yeah, it's just if you want this to happen, you've got to be willing. You've got to let it go. Take professional advice. And if you don't, mm. they will say next, please. That's that's, that, yeah. that's business. That's the business life on the writing side. If you don't yeah. um, walk with professionals, you you call yourself a professional, uh, yeah. and if you don't take their advice, they're going to say, "Well, I don't yeah. want my name on that book or on that movie or whatever." Yeah. So yeah. it pays to listen to the advice you're given. You know, when I mentor, yeah. I do the same thing. I give advice yeah. on how they could actually. Yeah make it sound better or include another conversation i'm not an editor i'm not a proofreader but that's you know as you're mm-hmm. going through the book you do pick that up very quickly and yeah. you start making yeah. comments so you know all that comes into it so you know to work with me you get a light proofreading you get a light editing but the concept yeah. of the book will be thoroughly studied and changed if need mm-hmm. be yeah 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 that and that's that's about putting out um uh, a wonderful product um, that yes. is is delivered in a way that is, you know, it's not, um, it's done at a professional standard. The editing's done at a professional standard and it therefore you have a good book at the end of it, which is why you not only write but you mentor um, writers and uh, as well because yes. you want to help them 
deliver the best book possible. And sometimes that means challenging what they've written or what their thoughts were and Mm -hmm. making it better. You you can't look very uh, effectively at your own work. You actually need that other person to read it and edit it because you miss so much because it's in your head. It's in Mm -hmm. your, you know, Mm -hmm. and that third person will give you the better perspective and therefore make it a better book. That's Um, right. Because when you first, looking back to when you first um, started writing and started your writing journey, did you, other than um, advice from professional editors, um, did you seek any other sort of advice around your writing journey, journey or you just sat down and started writing um, and to see where it would lead. That's what I did. I was in a little wee place called Cloncurry, which is the end of the earth. (laughs) There's nothing there. And I was... There's nothing there. There was three shops. No, I know. And a library. Except Australian Australian Survivor apparently is being filmed in Cloncurry. Did you know that? No, I did not. Wow. Love Cloncurry. It's a a beautiful place. But I was living in... um, the mine, you know, the the, uh, the mining camp. Yeah. I was living in there with the yeah. single men or yep. woman, and um, yep. I was a married woman and living in married quarters, but surrounded by single people yeah. that got up at four in the morning and trudged off to work, and I was mm-hmm. there on my own. Uh, there it was then. This is going back a few years. There was no Wi-Fi anywhere. You had to go to, into town, into the library, yeah. and use their Wi-Fi if. The library mm. wasn't flooded, and I was there during monsoon. <laughs> wet, wet season's not fun because out there, for our American listeners, it's big, flat, open, and so when it rains, it rains a lot, and it stays flooded for a long time because there's yep. nowhere for the water to go because it's just like a big flat inland plain. And yes, Kes yep. is right. When it floods out there, it really floods. Well, the library used to get flooded, so the Wi-Fi was out. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I did it. When I look back now, that I was covered in red mud yes. from top to toe for 24-7 trying to yeah. find places. And, and, of course, my husband was working in the mine, so if I wanted to go anywhere, I had to go on my own. And I had a four-wheel drive. The yeah. company gave me a four-wheel yeah. drive. And um, away I went exploring. Um, I had mm. no idea how to drive a four wheel drive. Again, there's a book in there. I learned. I learned how. To, I learned how to drive through thick red gooey mud, through um, yes. the road trains it's there. Are so scary. grass. Oh, hate it. Hate that stuff. It's just horrible stuff. <laughs> and there. And I must admit, you know, I come from New Zealand. So it's full of the cutest little animals. But over here, you've mm-hmm. got some really weird, <laughs> weird-looking, these great big stalky things in the field. And I remember stopping and thinking, what on earth? It's not a stalk. <laughs> it was like this big yeah. bird. It looked like a it looked like a bit of a pelican was Emu. there as well. It, just, it was enormous. It was enormous. No, a, a bulgar. It was called a bulgar stalk. Yeah, a bulgar, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very big. Never seen one before. Mm-hmm. Totally fascinated. I'd never seen a cane toad. I'd never seen a globe spider. They're enormous. Um, oh. so I, 
I was battling these things on my own. Again, I wrote about it. I mean, what can you do? But I also put them into a children's book and found that very interesting too. But again, there was no place I could go to have it looked at. The librarian was um, quite a senior. So so she did her job and went home with the sleep, I think. And then there was... um, There was, I had to drive through to Mount Isa, which was a three-hour drive away. But this is what you do when you want to be a writer. You do the extra mile for yourself. So I drove to Mm -hmm. Mount Isa and I got, had everything on a thumb drive, got to, got to Mount Isa to the printer who I'd gone, had who I'd rung on the way there and arranged a meeting and the thumb drive was corrupted. So I had nothing. <laughs> I had nothing. So what I had to do was three hours drive back through the rain. Yes. Make another appointment, grab my laptop and take that in. And you took everything off it. Now I had to do a, this was for family only. My very first yes. experience of getting out there yes. as a writer um, I had it all printed up. It looked really beautiful. It was all children's stories about the little animals yeah. and the yeah. these big creatures I saw. And I took it to the. I went to the out that night to a hotel for a meal, and um, yeah. the publican bought thirty copies of me to sell on the pub. That was my first oh. sale. Oh, guess. Oh, no. That's amazing. Yeah, she bought That's 30 copies. That's an amazing story. Yeah. Having lived. Having lived in Mount Isa, I can actually get a very good visual um, idea <laughs> of, you know, the pubs in Mount Isa um, and the publicans, they're kind of friendly characters. And I can just, I have a vision of the publican buying your books. That's fantastic. Yeah, so she was in, I guess her name was learned, Mary and she yeah. was in Cloncurry. Yes. And uh, she bought 30 oh. copies of me at at uh, $20 a copy and that cleared my printing bill that cleared my printing bill right up and I was happy with that and then I the contract for the mining ended my husband was on uh, drove the Mm -hmm. convoy back to Perth and I flew to New Zealand and I took all the books with me I took any extra books with me and again sold them Uh, I wasn't intending to sell them I was intending to give them to family but the library yeah. over there picked it up and said we can we yeah. can do something with it. So there was there was half a dozen copies sold in New Zealand, as well as given to yeah. families. So that was my first journey into yeah. writing, and I it wasn't the so money. All this experience. is pretty good. I know it wasn't the it money was experience. The experience. That, yeah, it yeah. was the what I'd actually where I'd been, and what I'd done to collect the stories. Because I'm yeah. I'm I'm a suburbs girl. You know, I've lived in the country a lot, but here in Perth I live <laughs> yeah. in the suburbs. Going to Cloncurry yeah. and given a four-wheel drive and the keys and saying enjoy yourself. Yes. And I wave off goodbye go. to my husband as he goes off to the mines. And I'm, yeah. you know, I can't I won't say what went through my mind, but it wasn't very <laughs> nice. It was like, I want to go home. <laughs> so <clears throat> so six months there. I drove, yeah. I drove all over the country. That was my first experience at yes. learning how to collect yeah. stories and turning yeah. it into a children's book. 
And this is what I find people yeah. are missing today. They're, they're, they're in lockdown. Mm. And my heart goes out yeah. to them. But here's the time to yeah. have an experience. To watch the that. kids playing. Yeah. And if, if you haven't got kids or grandkids, then, you know, watch what the animal's doing. Make up a story. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard. You know, yeah. what is that? You know, if you see a bird in a tree, what's the, what's the bird doing? What's the bird saying? What's it singing? You know, mm. what's mm. it telling you? You know, I just, fi- I just find, to me, it's always been very easy to pick up a story and go with it. For some people that yeah. are totally logical and creative, but for others that are logical, yeah. it's really hard. And, I, you know, yeah. it's time now to put the logic aside and be creative. Absolutely. Kez, in um, getting yourself out there, and if you think back to the start of that journey and where you are now, because I, I know uh, I know what you're like now, um, but I'm <clears throat> curious to know whether uh, about approaching people and, and how you approached people. So how you went about approaching the publican in Cloncurry, for instance, and, and how you've gone about approaching. We've heard about the story, um, the wonderful story about the script writer. What other instances of approaching people and the results and how you did that? Because you're a bit more that, outgoing than me. No, I don't believe so. No, I don't really? believe so. It's asking oh. the question and not being frightened of the answer. That's where it all lies. Yeah. You know, don't, yeah. don't be frightened of who you are and what you are. If you're a creator, yeah. You're going to paint your little fingers off. You're going to write them off. You know, you can't stop. But mm. some people, yeah, I just see the blockage there that, oh, no, yeah. I'm a whatever. I'm a, I'm an office worker. I'm, you know, I, I'm a, yeah. I'm a retailer. I'm, I'm in business. Well, I'm in mm-hmm. business too, but I deal with people that want to be creative. You know, I went to an mm. arts retreat as a teacher last week and, Again, the question was asked, um, how can you be a writer and an artist? And I said, why not? I can be anything I want to be. Anything Mm. I want to be. If I want to be a nail technician, then I'll go and learn to be a nail technician. Mm -hmm. Anyone can do what they want to do and ask that question. Um, The reason that lady, the publican, bought that many books off me is I had one on me. And I was yeah. shaking in my boots, shaking. And oh, I yeah. said to my husband, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't do it. This is you can do anything you want to do. You can do it. Oh. So he went and he went and had a beer with the mates, cold beer, and but you do yeah. in Australia. Yeah, we yeah. had a beer with his yeah. mates. Yes. And I had yeah. I was in they still had a lady snug in the pub. Believe it or not, in oh. this day and age, they had a snug. So I was in the snug. And I went and talked to the the manageress of the pub and she owned it. And I said to Mary, mm-hmm. I've, I've had a, she, what sort of day have you had? And I produced my book, Perfect Q. Yeah. Yes. And she went, oh, my God, yes. I love this sort of stuff. So, yeah, oh. it was an immediate sale. It wasn't the money. It was knowing that yeah. someone was going to read my book. Yeah. And it was only 20 pages. And I had yeah. taken photographs of all the animals. And my husband took his time one day when he had a day off to show me how to transfer the photos onto the book. So yeah. it was all this learning process that went on for me. And it was like, yeah. I can do, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's believing in yourself, Tony. 
Absolutely. I mean, look at the work you do. I mean, I could, Absolutely. I would never dream of being a radio host. I'm a co-host because you do all the work. <clears throat> I just pop online and, and have a chat. But look what you do and look at the people, the hearts you've touched. Look at the people you interview. And what do you do? You ask the questions. Is yeah. that not right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, because I'm I'm innately interested in their stories and their experience because I think that that empowers others, it helps others, it connects to other human beings and anything that connects and helps you through life is, is a good thing. Um, and having the courage to ask the questions, having the courage to t then tell your story. And I like to think that Radio Tony and Tony TV is that safe space for people to talk openly and honestly about their stories. And again, it's it's about the story of life. It's about Kez's stories. It's about Tony's stories. It's about people's stories. Um, we used to, if if you think back to, you know, millennia ago when mm. people were in tribes of communities, their stories were passed down through generations and generations yeah. and they stayed within those tribes. We're, we're very segmented in the modern world and yep. we don't have that community unless we actively create it for ourselves. That's which right. is what both Kez and I try to do is create relationships with people in and around us and we support them and champion them and empower them to do what they do, be who they're meant to be. Um, and, and that's a wonderful thing. That, that's actually a, a privilege, isn't it, Kez? It is. <laughs> Excuse me. It's, um, I, love, I love helping people shine. That's one yeah. thing I really, really love. And you're the same, Tony. Absolutely. You love yeah. helping yeah. people yes. shine their light. And no matter what the light is, whether it be art or whether it be uh, in yeah. a book, magazine, journaling, mm. um, whatever they write, you know, I meet all sorts in, in my road, you know, all sorts of people yeah, that I'm write sure. all sorts of books. And the only thing, you can't write it for them, you can only encourage them. No. What, what yeah. you're doing is amazing. By encouraging people to come on the TV and talk about their books, and talk about what they're doing, yeah, yeah, and talk about their yeah, yeah. artwork, talk about their exhibitions, talk about their mm. creativity. Where do they get these ideas from? Yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward. Um, next week, I have another series of co-hosted shows coming up with an international artist who provided who has provided the artwork for the uh, Oscar nominees each year for the last three years. Um, she's an incredible artist and we're going to be following her journey um, because it's not something she always, she was always an artist, but she didn't always have that as her full-time role. So we're going to talk a little bit about her journey and and her courage to just step out of her normal life yep. and into that life of an artist. Um, and it does take courage to live your life's passion, mm -hmm. but you can see the creativity oozes from her yep. pores. Much like you, uh, Kez, with your writing and your artwork, it, it, you, it just oozes. It's something that, that drives both of you that you have to do and that you're meant to do. It's, it's your passion mm -hmm. and it's... You, you know your life 
Jess, going back to um, uh, how you um, approach people and get yourself out there, can you tell the audience some of the more fun things you've, do, you've done to get yourself out oh there? Oh, my goodness, fun things I've done. <laughs> so wherever I travel, um, and it hasn't yes. been very far, this, this particular COVID-19. No, last day. <laughs> uh, so what we've done is we travel around WA. Uh, we have a caravan mm. now. My mm. dream, and my dream mm. in my whole life is to to have that caravan full of books and to yes. pop off anywhere I want to and yes. give a talk about writing. Maybe sell a couple of books. It might pay for the gas, but just encourage people yes. to write. So it's to mm. me, it's not about the sales. It's not about fame or fortune. It's mm-hmm. about watching people say, I can do that. I can do that. If she's yes. doing it, I can do it. That's what I love to yes. see. Give them a challenge. Yes. 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 So that's been my dream. And, the, and I can do it. I can't do it all the time because I do work from home a lot. So yeah, what I've been doing is when I invited out to retreats, uh, mm. we take the caravan with us and we'll stay for a week if we can. Yeah. Uh, and I introduced myself to the libraries. Now, last time I was oh. in a beautiful spot called Margaret River, introduced oh, to yeah. myself to the library. She bought all my books mm-hmm. and, and asked me to, to go and talk, go and talk that night. Oh. <clears throat> she rang up everybody. I didn't know she'd done this. She'd rung up all the people that all her, all the people she could think of. And there was there was about 10 yeah. people there that night. Now, out of those 10 yeah. people, two people began to work with me with their children's books because they didn't know oh, how to in the first place. Wow. Yeah, yes. so that's how yes. it works. You know, I can be, mm. you often get refusals. It's, it's not all hay and sunshine. It really isn't. Mm. You often get refusals. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. I was in Albany. Um, we was, I, yeah, I was in Albany about three months ago. Again, a week in the caravan mm. and... The newspaper wouldn't have anything to do with me. The local books, the bookshops would go away. And it was all about, my whole oh. journey was all about Albany. But the radio yes. took me on board and um, I rang yeah. them and told them what I was doing. And they said, come mm-hmm. on in. So I went in and we had a chat on the radio. And um, next thing you know, I've got, oh, would you like to come to this luncheon and give a talk? And so that's the yeah. way it works. You know, if... Yeah. Once you are very sure of yourself and whatever you do, whether you're an artist, writer, you clip toenails, mm. I don't know what you do for a living, but the opportunities mm. are out there. You've just got to ask questions and not be That's frightened. Right. I mean, I, yeah. I get scared. I think, oh, they're really oh, famous. Yes. They're really famous people. What am I doing with approaching them? And then I realize, hang on a minute. You're a best-selling author. You're international. You've got some. You've got some yeah. kudos to you as well. But it's taken. It's taken yeah. a wee while. Just like you with your radio stations and your TV. Yes. You build it up. You build up. You build up. So yeah. yeah so what and you do, Tony, is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I. I again. I, discovering in my mid fifties that I had a love of talking to people and interviewing people live on air was not anything that I could have 
or seen or, or thought of in any of my life plans. Um, but to have that privilege of talking to people and telling their stories is, is really quite an amazing thing. And I know that um, it, it lights me up to have those conversations and it drives my passion forward um, to tell people's stories and get them across the world in a bigger way. Um, because I have a fundamental belief that uh, Kez's story uh, is unique and wonderful and there are people out there that can only receive their help, their knowledge and their wisdom from Kez Wickham St George. They're not going to hear it from Tony. They're going to hear it from Kez. And so the more you help other people do that, the better it is. So if you take your children's books, for instance, if you hadn't had the courage to just step out and write and then get those books printed, you wouldn't have that experience and you wouldn't then be able to now be helping people write their own children's books. And of course, children's books are incredibly important because children um, in their first seven years of life gain all the fundamental skills that they will use across a lifetime. And if books and learning is a fundamental part of, of that first seven years, effectively you're shaping and help teach the next generation of children. So that's where children's books sit. That's how important they are. And whatever uh, age that you write for, it's important, isn't it, Kes? There is a definite missing in, in education in children's books. There is, I always yeah. find a definite, there seems to be like we go up to seven and then the, the storytelling yeah. stops until they're, they can understand it at 12. So yeah. what I would ask anyone that's going to write a children's story is aim for that age group. You know, if you have so if that you have eight children, to twelve, that eight, yeah, to 12 eight to twelve age group, yeah, yeah. We all, yeah. as you said, as you said, our brains are pretty sharp by the time we're seven. Um, we, yeah. we're, we're on a learning curve, but we still need stories. Now, yeah, my my past is in tribalhood, where my mm. aunties and uncles would tell stories. Nothing was written down. Yeah. I yeah. remembered them. So when my mother and father told me stories about their past, what they used to get up to as teenagers, um, I used to yeah. think that you're too old to be doing stuff like that. <laughs> but they, they, they were. <laughs> and now when I tell a story, my, my grandchildren say to me, did you really do those things? And yes, I did. I really did. And I, I was yeah. to tell stories is the best thing in the whole world. It's been going on since mm. the cavemen. Telling yeah. of stories, passing on the information, passing on the education of your family and your past. Yeah. It's very important. I have I'm actually in the middle of researching my maternal grandparents. I have no idea. Yes. And funny enough, they came out on a sailing ship to Christchurch and guess what their names were? Yeah. Rose what? and Jack. Oh, oh, you're kidding. No, I'm Kez. not. No. Rose and oh Jack. Oh, my Christen. God, you couldn't write? Well, no, but I have written. Wow. Up, I, 
So the so see this is what I knew what I knew their life story, sort yeah. of. I didn't know the ending. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know why they came out. Were, were they on a criminal boat? Mm. Did they offend? Did they steal yes. bread like the Irish? I didn't know any of that. So the yeah. first chapter in my new book is about Rose mm-hmm. and Jack. Now I can't use those mm-hmm. names, so I use <laughs> Rose and Patty. Yes, but I yes I don't I don't know how they came out here. I know they came on a nineteenth century coal blowing sailing ship thingy right came out yes 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 and and so a big boat yeah big boat with immigrants from england and ireland yeah now Mm -hmm. my mother Mm -hmm. said she was an an english jew so where the jew came from i don't know so all this research and i'm learning so much about my my history that goes back way way back um why why I have a, this undeniable interest in herbalism. Okay. Well, herbalism is in my family. But why do I have an interest uh-huh. in it? I don't know. I will find out with research. You'll find out. What um what avenues are you using uh to get that research? I'm really I'm curious because I did curious. this exercise in December. Okay. Yeah, I so did this exercise in December. Okay. So, first of all, there's family, and there's very few yeah. of us left, right? Yeah. So, we've all got grandchildren and great-grandchildren. So, yes. the stories of my, my youth are out there, but the stories mm-hmm. of my parents' youth and their... So, yeah. I've had to research on... Um, different many different platforms but also ask mm-hmm. family that are still surviving because I'm the baby in the family mm-hmm. so you can imagine yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yes. that I've had to search for Some family of that. that I haven't been in contact they don't even know who I am because yes. I'm, yes. as with cousins um you know we sort of they left New Zealand they went global so I have cousins all over the world and like the slowly yeah. have to research them find out where they are go to that person then yeah. go down another road and go to that person and the other one yeah. is um now what's that what's that company you can go to i've forgotten its name um ancestry.com yeah ancestry.com yeah i went mm-hmm. to them and they are looking mm-hmm. i've already found out my paternal grandparents um yeah. but i need my i'm writing about my maternal and it keep I feel like there's a force field yes. saying, do this, do this, do this. So, yeah, um, I know I've got to do it. And so that will be um, the next, the ne- very next book after this, after the one for the movie is out, there will be yeah. another trilogy out about. Oh, about Jack and Rose. Or Jack yeah. and, oh, sorry, Rose and Patty. <laughs> well, no, Rose and Patty are in this book coming out, but I can use oh, their real okay. names. As long as it's a real yeah. scenario, I can use their real names mm-hmm. as long as I use their mm-hmm. surname. So if anybody's listening yes. and knows Jack and Rose Preston from the early 1900s and you're still around, contact me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's important. Um, it's a, has, did, did they come from Ireland or England? England, Kent. 
They come from England, Kent in England. Okay. Yeah. Because so I know um, when, yeah, I know when I was using Ancestry.com in December to trace back my heritage um, and it, obviously there was that going from Australia back to uh, England, Ireland and Scotland. But then the then from that point, they go back 10 generations of Danish relatives. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I know, I know, um, which may be where my love of snow and cold comes from if it's, Ooh. you know, 10 generations genetically mm. Danish. Um, but I've never been to Denmark. And so um, I'm curious now and would one day love to go and just check out those particular relatives. So yes. that genetic line is on my father's mother's lineage. Okay. And it goes back 10 generations Danish and then the final generation back in the 1400s was Swedish. So that's quite okay. a long line to um, go back. But imagine what stories that, if you could just talk to someone back in the 15th century, what an amazing conversation that would be. I know. But it's the research that you do. And it's, I mean, writing a children's book is different. It's, it's, it's yeah. keeping, um, it's keeping the words simple so the kids can understand it. And it's a, it's a, it's a children's story. But if you're writing, and yeah. this is what I adore about writing, I can do research all day long. Um, my mother mm. always said she was an Irish Jew. Um, I didn't yes. understand the Jewish. I've, so far, I found no records of any Jewish. But now I understand my fascination with Palestine, Israel, all that. I have an absolute fascination. Yeah. And I, yes. there's a, a relative of mine that um, has just worked over there and they were telling me mm -hmm. all about it. And I thought, I actually feel like you're telling me something I already know. So yeah. that yeah. it could be a, like a, the memories. I don't, I don't know how this works. I'm not an expert on this, but apparently uh, the DNA. Your DNA. Mother, I, it, hmm. it carries in your DNA. They're, they're, so, so it's, it's um, established now that trauma is carried through your DNA. So there right. is no reason why familiarity um, around times and places would not be part of your DNA mm. as well. I know when I flew into Edinburgh, Scotland the first time, I had a, a moment where the hair stood up on the back of my neck and I felt like I was coming home even mm. talking to you now I can feel the hairs raising on mm. my arms so I absolutely know that there, there was I knew before I did any research that there had to be some sort of Scottish connection there mm. um, so I think that 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 DNA and tracing that DNA mm. um, is really important for a lot of people and then once you've got that connection then it's about the stories and the love lives and what you can find out and I was surprised to know that there are still records going back you know to the 14th and 15th yes. century in terms yeah. of births deaths and marriage oh. which I thought was just so fascinating oh. um, and of course when you get into the 17th 18th and 19th centuries you can find things like 
rental ledgers and yes. tax information and yes. uh, real estate, which is incredibly fascinating from my yep. perspective. Because so it, it, then you can, if you can't find the story, then you can your curiosity goes to well, why did they buy that property there in that part of Kent, or yep. why? What was the reason behind their shift from the UK mm. to New Zealand, and what was the thought process? Like, um, I think that that we now have that opportunity to write down those stories for our great-great-grandchildren so yes. they can read and know them. And the um, other thing is too, and part of the reason why I love broadcast media so much is that that legacy will leave on. So my great-great-grandchildren will be able to look up and see Nana Tony on a YouTube channel how yes. amazing is that? So hello, future great-great-grandchildren. <laughs> Much love from <laughs> Nanny Tony. <laughs> and it's the same yes. with books, isn't it, Kez? It is. Your great-great-grandchildren will be able to go, Nana Kez wrote this back in 2020, and this is what she wrote about. Yeah. It's an amazing uh, legacy contribution to humanity as well, isn't it? That's how I look upon writing what I do. So the children's books, mm. when I write about um, like Rose and, Rose and Patty uh, and then wrote about my journey, every time I go somewhere, I log it so that I can make up a story about it, whether it's fiction or yeah. nonfiction. But that's the reason what brought me into writing mm. was that my family, mm. I was the baby. So my family were dying yes. off really quickly and yes. they were they were aged yes. you know they were in their 80s yeah. and 90s so I thought I've got to do something I've got to log something in here um yeah. I've got to I've got to make sure that I have five grandchildren um and yeah. one of them's one of them's has children herself so I am I'm a great-grandmother as well yeah. so yeah just knowing that perhaps one day that book will be opened and read. And this is what mm. my great-grandmother or my great-great-grandmother wrote about yeah. her life in Australia and her life of a successful life. You know, what, what was it about? Yeah. My DNA of being a creator, a writer, an artist will flow on. I know, my son's a poet. Um, yeah. my, my, my third daughter loves to etch glass she's very artistic and etching glass I wouldn't even dream of doing that myself but she comes up with these beautiful creations on glass and she's often asked mm. to do like celebrations for for weddings and that yes. um yeah. you know my youngest daughter is into the into the wedding field she's creative and she yes. she creates these beautiful wedding scenarios for people to get married in so they're yeah. all creative in their own way that's the dna coming down that's what i write about it is. is where the dna yeah. sits yeah yeah it's exciting and do you think that do you think that you'll find in your research where that creativity come from do you think that you will find painters artists writers scribes back in that um so. 18th 19th century yeah i know my grandfather granddad jack uh i was yes. six months old when he died so i don't really knew anything about him he was a yeah. carpenter he designed and made his own work i do know that about yes him. so therefore creativity. So are we talking 
tables and chairs type situation or cupboards? Uh, he made he made box, like expandable boxes, and I I used to have oh, one wow. when I left New Zealand. When I left New Zealand, yeah. I gave it to my eldest girl. Um, yeah, remember the old button boxes? You pull the drawers out, and they go yes. for miles. Yes, he used to make yes. those. Yes, that's all I know. Oh, okay. But obviously, he would have made that's... other stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my mum, yeah, yeah, my mum yeah. was a songwriter and a poet, and she won prizes for oh. it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's seriously cool. And so have you discovered this in conversations with your relatives or you've actually been able to find uh, newspaper, books, that sort of research? No, through through experience with my mother. Um I yep. knew that she was a wedding frock mat. She designed and made wedding frocks um, yes. in the early in her early years. Uh, but she mm -hmm. would sing. She would make up songs and sing and yep. make up little ditties. Um, and if anyone was having yep. a bad day, mum would make up a ditty for it. If anyone knows what it is, oh. it's a, a rhyme. So it's a four sentence rhyme yep. a ditty. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yep. And yeah, my my dad was a dreamer. He dreamt of castles uh -huh. in the air. He was the one that taught me how to make brass angels, how to look in the sky and look at the clouds. Oh. He was the one that took me aside yeah. and said, look what I can see. And I could never see what he saw. I saw something totally different. Oh. So when he saw a castle, yeah. I'd see a horse. But he would say to me, yeah. look into the sky and let all mm -hmm. the worry go away. And he taught yeah. me how to make, I mean, he, you know, he taught me how to talk to animals. My dad was yes, a yes. man of many means, but um, it was yeah. mum. I guess they were both creative. My dad was an Irishman. So um, yeah, how, on earth, Irish how on earth they got married, I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely fire and ice in our house. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Like, see that that the when you think of the Irish, you think they've got a very creative um, yes. folklore as well around you know yes. leprechauns yeah. and four leaf clover. So they are very creative, yes. generally speaking. Yeah. The Irish yeah. and, and happy and and all the rest yeah. of it. Oh, but amazing! Because you know, I I can't wait. To hear so, what you find out, I think it's going to be fantastic. Well, through family family gossip, I learned that my mother's family were druids. That's all I know. What sort I don't know, but I, I would like cool. to know. More. Yeah, they were druids That's in the druid world. Absolutely. So I don't I don't know any more than that. Oh, amazing! Amazing. Yeah. Because we are out of time again. What a wonderful again. conversation to have <laughs> this morning about uh, writer's journey and where it takes. Um, mm -hmm. We probably need to go back to the topic of research at some stage to say, to, to run through the sequence of processes you follow when yes. you research something, yeah. but we're out of time today. Thank you so much for um, co-hosting the show with me again today and, and opening up about all of your stories and your research, your oh, upcoming book and the movie. <laughs> um, audience, Kez and I will be, be back next week in another session of Conversation with Kez. We hope that you'll join us. Thanks for listening. And that is your lot for this week. Bye, Kez. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye for now. Bye. <laughs>